Thank you for joining the Capital Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is for you and that through these expressions of our community, you will find hope, healing, and belonging. To learn more, join us live every week online and visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info at capitalchurch.co. I'm not supposed to be here in this position. Uh, Chris and I had worked it out so he would speak and I would insert some things and we'd have prayer. And late last night, got a phone call and Kelly got really, really sick. So he's home right now, taking care of Kelly and seven kids. <laughs> Four babies, specifically. You guys have no idea. You really don't. Four babies under two? It's like quadruplets, and they get in the house, and they came over yesterday, and we had to, it's like a tornado coming through. It's a lot of fun, but boy, it's a lot of work. But they they have this 24-7, so... Let's pray for Kelly right now. Father, we pray blessing, healing, grace upon Pastor Kelly. Raise her up. I, Lord, I command this sickness to be gone in Jesus' name. Protect the babies, protect Chris, protect the big three, Lord. Let all of them just uh, be healthy and whole. Fill that home with your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for coming today. I have, I have a word for you. <laughs> I actually had this word kind of ready to go last week, but I wanted to do last week's first. I hope you, if you didn't get last week's word, you need to go listen to it. Uh, whatever you, podcast, tape, whatever you do to listen these days, uh, get it. Second service, last week I was standing right here. Right here, right now. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened my understanding. I had an angel here and an angel right there. I could hardly move forward. I feel the presence around the room today again. There's something that God is trying to say to us through this series of prayer. It's a very important thing, and we're, we're going to do a little different today. We're going to end up doing something. I want to give you a word and then we'll conclude the service. This is a very important word. I, I, I want you to understand something. You don't believe theology because of experiences. Your experiences don't dictate your theology. Your theology will dictate your experiences. So just because you haven't experienced something doesn't mean it's true. I think the church generally has been lied to over and over and over again. Uh, Revelation tells us this. The frogs croak day and night. We're these, the accuser of the brethren comes against us day and night. Yet, we are the children of the Most High God. Amen. So I want you to listen to this word. I'm, tr I'm trying to shift you today. 
to understand prayer and how powerful prayer is. Prayer isn't just, I got to pray. Well, okay. No, prayer is so uniquely powerful and creative and you're just going to hear it today. Okay. Are you ready to hear? Father, bless the word. Anoint our ears. Amen. Genesis 1:11. Now, a few weeks ago, I told you this. I told you back 30 years ago or so, in the middle of the night, God spoke to me a Hebrew word that I didn't know what the, what, it, what the interpretation was. It was a dream. I got up in the morning, went to my Strong's Concordance, and there it was. The word was seed. Seed in the Hebrew. I thought, well, if God's given that to me in a dream, it must be pretty important. So the last 35 years or so, seed has been something that I've really pondered and thought about. And, you know, I, I think about it. Seeds are just miraculous. I mean, we went in our garden yesterday. Seeds hadn't been planted, you know, in the spring. And we have so many tomatoes coming out our ears just from a seed. And the grandkids were picking them up and putting them in the big basket. And then we have these cucumbers and then we have these what they, we found out that we planted something we didn't know. It's called musk melon. Have you ever seen those? Don't plant them. <laughs> they grow like crazy. They're, they're huge. They can about three feet long and they look like, I don't know what they look like. They kind of a cross between a melon and a cucumber and a, a worm. I don't know. <laughs> and so Connie's going, we got to get them out of here. So these big things, we bring them in the house and they grow like three feet in three days. It's just crazy. Uh, watch what seeds you plant. But we, we saw this in the natural and it just, it, it amazes me that, that you plant a seed and a few months or weeks down the line, you get all this fruit. It's the same way in the spiritual. Listen to this. Scripture, Genesis 1:11. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. Everybody say same kind. Same kind. And God saw that it was good. Now, I'm going to give you another revelation. Watch this. Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Word seeds germinate and grow. Just like natural seeds. First the natural, then the spiritual. They will reproduce themselves. Word seeds are the concealed beginnings of something that can grow to fullness when we believe and act upon them. They are latent potential waiting to be planted in the soil of an individual, a church, a group, a nation. It can grow and be fulfilling. God planted the heavens and earth with word seeds. Words that became what he decreed. Heaven and earth became what he seeded, what he decreed. The original intent was this. God who made man in his image and likeness partnered with man so we could be creators by decreeing word seeds. Now remember, all of this is in the kingdom. The kingdom is the word basilia in the, in the Greek, 
We are part of the kingdom of God and we've been planted or placed in a ecclesia, which is the church. The church is to work together to promote the kingdom, the basilia. So the original intent was that God would operate like he does. We would be partnered within so we could be creators by decreeing word seeds. We are also to create gardens like the Garden of Eden. Filled with fruit, filled with abundance. We plant words filled with life. Words are very powerful. They lose power and they release potential. They release strategies that can then be acted upon. Nothing activates the kingdom of God and the angel armies like the word of God. The Holy Spirit. Now watch this. In the beginning, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was, was without form and void and, and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit hovered. Watch this principle. Got to, you got to catch this. is one of the main principles today. The Holy Spirit hovers until he hears the word of God, which then activates his power and kingdom resources. Woo. Holy Spirit, just, he's hovering right now. He's hovering, waiting for the voice of God. Now, who can be the voice of God? Well, it's, we're going to see. Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. The heavens and the earth are made to respond to the voice of God's word. We are also carriers of his word when we are activated at our new birth. God's word also opens creative spheres, releasing creativity and creative abilities as shown in Genesis 1-2, where the earth was without form and void. The earth was without form and void. It was barren until God's word came forth. It was dark. The answers to chaos, disorder, barrenness, and darkness is the declared word of God. Living things produce after their kind. The word kind means species. Living things produce their own species. Everything produces after its kind. I think, oh, I know that, Pastor Ken, I know that. Wait. The seed is in itself. The kind of seed determines the kind of fruit that it produces. Without a seed, there's no fruit, no animals, no humans. The DNA in the seed determines what's it, what it's going to be. In the same way, you cannot plant evil and get good results. You cannot sow to the flesh and receive spiritual benefits. It's the law of creation. It never changes. How do I know that? Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So whatever is sown produces after its kind. The word whatever is this, that, or anything. If you sow rebellion, you reap rebellion. If you sow kindness, you reap kindness. If you sow mercy, comfort, help, help, that will reap the same thing. It's the same kind. First Peter 1 Peter 1.22, now follow me. For you have been born again, that is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is through the living 
and everlasting word of God. You were born again by the living, everlasting word of God, his seed. The moment you received Jesus, God sowed his spirit and his word into your heart like a seed. Same spiritually as naturally. You were born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You are made a new creature, a new species of being. That's why God decided to say it was, it was a born again experience. Because you have a new seed. You were actually born again. You were born. You had a new seed in you. It activates a royal priesthood mentality. A royal, you have a ruling species mentality. Because we're going to be fruitful, we're going to multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, exercise dominion through God's word. In his name. The Greek word for, for seed is spora. Where we get spores from. And it means filled with new identity, new purpose, and new destiny. Seed or spora means parenting seed, fertilized seed, or activated seed containing genetic markers, codes, or traits. Follow me hereditary qualities and potentialities that are transmitted to the offspring. A fertilized seed contains the parent's genetic markers. It holds genetic codes and also generational markers. So when, now watch this, that's in the natural, but look at this in the spirit. <clears throat> so when you were born again, God's parenting seed was sown into you and fertilized in your spirit. It was activated, germinated, and life. So qualities and potentialities from God were transmitted directly into you. God's seed sown in your heart produces God because it produces after its own kind. It's the law of perpetuity. A God seed produces his genetic codes in your spirit. You are born of God with his God markers in you. Woo. So through the parenting seed, character traits, mannerisms, tendencies, and likes or dislikes are passed on to the offspring. Preferences, actions, hereditary dispositions. They're inherited through the parents. So you see that in children. You know, we're trying to figure out, you know, who does Declan look like? You know, Garrison or Tracy or Papa. <laughs> That's what you first do when you have a kid, right? Well, who, who do they look like? When God's seed is in us, certain tendencies of his are passed on. We believe in miracles because that's sown in us. We believe that all things are possible because that's seeded in us. At our new birth, we are predisposed to think with authority, to believe for dominion, ruling, reigning, conquering. Those are our hereditary leanings. First John 4, 4, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The seed of God. God is in us. His disposition is always to overcome evil and it's planted in us into our very nature as a part of our spiritual DNA. So he has seeded his nature into the nature of his children to never give up 
always subdue, conquer, and reign in Jesus' name. God puts no losing seed in you. Come on, you got to get this. The tendency of God's kids is to think thoughts filled with hope. Why? Hope is a genetic marker inside of the redeemed, a genetic code in us if we will let it spring up. We are the offspring of the God of hope. And all the fruit of the Spirit as well. Joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. That's our genetic markers. We are joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8, 17, if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. In other words, watch this. We have been born into a dynasty family of governing authority. The God dynasty. I don't know, this just fills me with faith and delight. We, we must think like one living the mandate of God to exercise dominion upon the earth in his name. You were born of God to have dominion, not to be dominated by hell, society, culture, government, or anything else. Your DNA reads overcomer. Your DNA declares ruler with my father. And like your father, you as a child of God create words that are seeds. He wants you to create with word seed decrees. Create atmospheres for miracles in an environment that produces life and destroys death. That's why demons try to keep you quiet. Philippians 2.13. How many times do I tell you to open your mouth? I think every time I get up here, Come on, come on, people got to say something. Every time we come to church, what do we do? We're always say, singing, praising, testifying, preaching, prophesying. Everything we do, open your mouth. That's what it's all about. Don't be quiet. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who energizes within you both the desiring and the energizing in behalf of his good pleasure. God's seed in you energizes you to create God's will by decreeing his word. His seed becomes a creative force in the heavens and the earth when decreed by those who have his DNA or his spora. His plan is that when his heirs open their mouths, creative spheres will open. This happens in every part of your, can happen in your business, your home, your family, whatever. It's power to change things. Bring order out of chaos. You can speak it because you are the child of God. You're the heir Your words plant the heavens with divine principles and they create an environment for them to exist on the earth. Our words produce after their kind, produce what those words say. They subdue God's enemies, produce God's promises and restore our voices as God's heirs. In the beginning, God said be and it was. Right? Be trees. There they were. Be land. There it was. The words produce after their kind. We have been reborn to say be to things. I hope you, I hope this is breaking through to you. I mean, this is, we need to say be to things that, that need to be done. Be to things that need to be produced. The world is crying out for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. 
What does that mean? We need to be alive with the words of heaven, the words of God himself. I am here as God's offspring to decree his words of life, power, and change, words that produce after their kind. Words see decrees that declare God's power, scatter darkness, and bring order out of chaos. Just like dad did in the beginning. And the Holy Spirit is hovering right now until he heard God, God's seed declared and voiced. He is hovering over a nation. He's hovering over the world, waiting on the sons and daughters to become the voice of God. Now I found this interesting scripture. You ready for it? Yes. Isaiah 51, 16. It's powerful. And I have put my words in your mouth. Think about God saying this to you. And I put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, you are my people. Now, let me try to describe what the scripture is saying. The word mouth means the opening of the body to sound forth a command, an instruction, a prophetic word or insight, or some other instruction. The mouth does this, as you know, by forming and amplifying words to a person, a group, a nation, government, whatever it might be. And prayer is... It is speech to God making a request, but also it is a decree of God's promises. So prayers express confidence in God's answering abilities, or they may ask for divine intervention into a situation. Those are what we do when we open our mouth as God's kids. We want to plant the heavens, or we want to say the decrees that God says to bring life to situations on the earth and in the heavens. Lucifer and his kingdom seek to silence Christ's body. They want our mouths closed, and they don't want us to speak. In fact, I think a part of every demon's assignment is to shut the mouth of Christ's body. Well, prayer isn't my ministry, Pastor Ken. I don't have the gift of prayer. There is no such thing as a gift of prayer. We're all heirs. We're all the children of God being born of him to pronounce with our mouth things. We get this prayer thing all mixed up. We think prayers, Almighty God, thou who dwellest in the heavens, we declare and decree. We go... We, we have to have this right voice, right sound. God is saying, no, just, just say what I say. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise in judgment against you, I will take care of. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. I mean, start doing the promises of God. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. God, you said you'd never leave us, leave me or nor forsake me. We need to start with our mouths decreeing and declaring. For God's original intent was for his sons and daughters, his heirs, to open their mouths and declare his words. He puts his word in your mouth so that he may plant it in the heavens and the earth. The word plant is simply to fix or to set in place. God himself was the original gardener and we have inherited that job from him as his heirs. <laughs> you thought your, your vocation was an accountant <laughs> or this or that or whatever you are. No, your job is a gardener. <laughs> Declare the word of the Lord, he says. 
Come on. Pastor Ken, I think this is a good word whether they do or not, you know. In the beginning, God planted the stars, suns, planets, galaxies. His word just simply said, be. The entire universe is made to hearken to the voice of God's word. Angel armies are made to respond to the voice of God's word. Human beings made in God's image and likeness are also carriers of God's voice when they are activated at the new birth. How many been born again? Come on, how many been born again? You've been activated. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a gardener. And what we are to do is we are to open our mouths. We are to declare the words of God in the heavens, in the earth, mankind, nations. We are to do all this. We are to plant God's good word seeds into cities and regions. We are to sow the atmosphere of our region with God's word seed decrees so that the rains of heaven can come and activate them and grow them to fullness. We are planting gardens everywhere. Matthew 6.10 says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a declaration. This is how God told him to pray. They asked, teach us to pray. He said, well, when you pray, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that kind of what he's saying? Plant the heavens and the earth. It's a declaration. It's a commanding decree. It's called something to be, calling something to exist. We must declare, will of God be done. Kingdom of God, come. And then you tell him where to go. Kingdom of God, come to the Treasure Valley. Will of God be done in Capital Church? And then just start speaking words of life into that. You can say that to your family. You can say it to your business. You can, you know, we're much too mute. Start talking. John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The mouth of Jesus opened the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to begin to move. I want to go back to the joint heir of scripture, Romans 8, 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and of children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The word joint heirs, I can't even, I can't pronounce it to you. It's too long and complex, but it means a co-heir or it means identical. We are identical heirs with Christ. Christ mentors those heirs through the example of his earthly life, showing us how to open our mouths and sound forth spirit-alive words. When the sons and daughters of God open their mouths and decree God's word, it can change the atmosphere of a region. I'm believing that even today, my words are changing the atmosphere over the Treasure Valley, not just for you, but in the heavenlies. Our decrees act as a catalyst that sets in motion a chain of events to bring God's word to pass. They open the heavens. Miracles can be produced. We receive revelation. All this comes to pass. Our decrees also attract angel armies to ascend and descend, just like what happened with Jacob in the Old Testament. We are commissioned to plant the heavens with our words. We must declare the rightful rule of King Jesus over the earth. And sitting silent with closed mouths has never been an option for real believers and real heirs. God's declared word becomes creative. His legitimate seeds in the earth, us, are restored in purpose and identity 
to create with our words. Isaiah 55, 9 says this. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down on the snow from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let me tell you, I'll summarize this, this verse. Words are given assignments. Words are given assignments. What a promise. The word return means turn around. The promise to us is the word you decree will not turn around. It cannot be reversed. God is saying that if it's my word decreed, it's not going to be turned around on you. It shall not be negated. Hell can't do it. Lucifer can't do it. Demons can't do it. The government can't do it. Nothing can negate God's word. Nothing. Wow. That's why we speak it out. The word void is empty or ineffectual or to leak out. He says, my word is not going to return void. My word that my sons and daughters decree in my name does not return empty. In other words, he says, I don't give empty promises. They're all full. They're all effective and they don't leak. My promises don't leak. The word it shall accomplish is actually one word in the Hebrew, a saw. It means to yield out of oneself. He brings it out of himself, in other words. Hebrews 11.3 says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, the entire universe came out of God. His words framed it. The word saw also means to become, to become to pass, to yield or to bear. It's kind of like a fruit tree. It will yield whatever kind it is. It also means to execute or furnish so God's word is furnished with power to execute and to bring that word to pass. It is on assignment. Amen. The word prosper is to push forward, to break out, to be good, to be successful, to be profitable. God's decreed word becomes profitable. It breaks out of confinement. You know what the confinement of the natural seed is? It's in the soil. The seed is confined in the soil. What happens? The seed breaks out of the confinement of the soil to produce what it is. Our word seeds break through blockages in the heavens and the earth, and they are made good, and they produce great fruit. Yeah. Hallelujah. In closing, I must close. We're accustomed to living with negative theology. That we're just downtrodden Christians. Waiting for Jesus to come. Hang in there, baby. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. Years ago, I saw this cat with its claws hanging there. Just, you know, you remember that picture? Oh, my word. That's how some people believe the Christians are. That's not our DNA. That, that's not even biblical. We, we believe such... And I don't want to get in eschatology right now, but there's a lot of lies coming through eschatology. Eschatology is a study of end time events. God's DNA is literally transmitted within us. And our decrees, just like Jesus' decrees, because he's our identical heir, can become creative forces that break openings in the heaven and the earth. Here's the promise. 
when we stand in faith and decree what God says, when we refuse to back off, when we refuse to abandon the word seed, and when we water the seed with our faith, our prayers, our praise, our confession, our trust, that seed will produce after its kind. Never give up on a seed that you plant. Never give up on God's word. We're supposed to make decrees that break loose hell's grip. We should be expecting to reap God's abundant life. Expect deliverance and freedom and prosperity and harvest and miracles and healings and signs and wonders and favor and strength and restoration and fullness and preservation, provision, abundance, rest for our souls, wisdom for answers. Expect it because we're joint heirs. Why? It's the seed that's in you. It's the nature of God. God's Bora is in you. So expect this parenting seed of your father to produce his nature. Expect bountiful gardens to come up. Words are seeds. They grow and they become after their own kind. Now, you should have you should have a totally different picture of who you are. Do you, did, did you get that? You see, we think, well, I'll, yeah, I'll get saved. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'll get saved. Yeah, okay. Well, Jesus is coming to my heart. And then we just kind of go on our lives, not realizing that at that moment, boom! Born again! God seeds! Come on! Come on, you just, come on, we gotta, we gotta see how important and powerful this is. We don't live our lives defeated. We live in victorious. We are, God is in us. God in us, the hope of glory, man. Oh Lord. So when we speak, we speak as the oracles of God. So wherever you're at home, business, family, neighborhood, you see something out of order, chaotic. I speak to you in Jesus name. Darkness be gone. B, B, B. You can say B. You have God's seed in you. I want to pray. Then we're going to do something a little different. Would you pray with me? Yes. Bow your heads. Father, we're asking right now that the word of God would come with power and authority in our hearts. We would understand this like we've never understood anything. It would change the way we think and the way we act, what we do, what we don't do. Lord, I'm praying right now that we'd be the people of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I'm praying right now, right now, Lord, that you would do miracles in our family's business, wherever it might be. And I'm praying today that anyone here who has not been born again, today they would say, Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you're my Lord and Savior. Come in and make me brand new. Let your seed and your spora come into my heart. If that's you, that's all you have to say. And new life begins. Let it happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to give towards this ministry, learn more about our church and events, or are in need of prayer, please visit capitalchurch.co.